Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And all those times we said at the show that maybe we'll have a country next week. We are creeping rapidly close. Maybe we passed the line. Do we still have America? In parts of America, we have America. In Texas, we have perhaps the end of America? Um, is abortion legal in Texas? No, not after the, once you know you're going to become a mom, that at that point, abortion is illegal. And we are, they are paying people to hunt and snitch on their fellow citizens. $10,000 if you whew, know somebody else who got an abortion. They also don't really want anybody to vote outside of straight white people. So there's a, you know, Texas is crazy. Texas is really crazy, but I don't want to just locate this around Texas. I want to talk about abortion at least first because Florida is coming right on Texas's heels. We're going to do the same thing. I think we're going to see a lot of red states, those southern and midwestern states that are controlled by Republicans, Kansas, Tennessee, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, etc., saying we can do that too. And whoever is uh, coming up in terms of governors, in terms of senators, in terms of Republican presidential candidates over the next few years will be responding to this and saying, this is the way that America should go because this is what Republican voters want. So we have The Handmaid's Tale in Texas and coming soon to Florida and coming soon to a red state near you. You know, I what is sad to me right now, and I am just struggling coming off of a vacation to think about where this country is headed. We joke, we've been joking for over a year now that, you know, we'll be back if there's a country left. We'll be back, you know, if Republicans don't, you know, finish their whole on assault against our democracy. What is happening in Texas should scare the shit out of every single person. It doesn't matter if you live in a red state or in a blue state, because what Republicans have effectively done and what they are effectively doing across this country is enshrining Christian fundamentalism into every doctrine that is on the books. 
What Abbott has done in Texas is essentially create a wild, wild west, a, um, a, a bounty. He has created abortion bounty hunters in Texas, where to your point that if you perceive that the Uber driver that came to pick up your neighbor took, was taking them to an abortion clinic and that their, their friend that was in their house potentially gave them $20, $30 towards an abortion, then guess who can get sued? The friend that was in the house with the person that is going to get the abortion, the Uber driver that is taking the person to the clinic in order to get an abortion. So much so that Uber and Lyft have created their own legal defense funds so that they can actively be able to defend their drivers against potential bounty abortion hunters. Is there any other crime where we are deputizing people to help the government to see, like, who are the people who committed the crime? Who are the people who helped with the crime? I mean, like, this this sounds extraordinarily like slavery in terms I was of just, <laughs> that's all, what I all was the white say. people yeah. were like, if you help return a slave, if you turn in a person who harbored a slave, all that stuff. You get that we, money. We, yeah, but there's is there any is there any other crime where we say, hey, citizens, all of you are deputized to help us track down anybody who participated in this crime? I literally can think of no other law, and the only thing that I would ever say, oh, maybe had come close, are some of like our drug laws, right? Like the snitching laws or the whistleblower laws that we have within. But you're not getting money. That's, you're supposed yeah, to actually, different. yeah, that's different. You're supposed to get protection when you avail people of information that they did not know. But what I Texas think citizens. Is- Citizens reporting, I saw X happen, I saw X crime happen, is different than the government saying, we will pay you $10,000 if you tell us who helped that woman commit that crime. Well, let's be clear. The government is not, the government of Texas, the state government of Texas is not going to pay people $10,000. But what they are able to do, however, is file a civil lawsuit against the Uber driver, against the friend, against the receptionist at the the abortion clinic, against the janitor that cleans up in the abortion. They're able to sue them in civil court for $10,000. And essentially, all of those people. So if I'm out there and I'm just like, I'm an abortion bounty hunter, I'm like, oh shit, this could come up to 50, 60, $70,000 because I'm just going to be throwing out lawsuits left and right all over the place. What effectively has happened now that we are seeing is that these abortion clinics, the few that were already, the few that were maintaining in Texas have just shut their doors down because they they don't have the funds. They cannot afford the potential right. of being shut down by a bunch I mean, of fucking vigilantes that want to the, sue the, them. I'm sure that the as soon as they try to figure out legal insurance, it, that it, we can't possibly afford either. We cannot afford to insure you against these lawsuits, or you cannot afford whatever policy that we would be able to offer. Now that you know anybody and everybody, I mean, my God, can you imagine? the fear and secrecy that would attend every single person who's like, yeah, I gave her a hundred bucks. Yeah. I gave her a ride. Yeah. I, you know, I, I checked her in at, I mean, like, 
the I, the I, the depth of the attack on women that this represents is unprecedented and it's 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 deep it's pernicious it's it's a mean-spirited law that doesn't it's, seek it's to cruel. help anyone's life and that's what you know that i think is what is lost on a lot of people and there are a lot of you know of us who live in blue states who uh, work in these kind of elite industries that always want to shrug off what this what southern states are, do, are doing and be like, oh, well, they just shouldn't live in Texas or you just shouldn't live in Florida as if people just have the means that when political atrocities happen to be able to pack up their entire life generations in a state and fucking be able to move to, let's say, a New York or a New Jersey. Like that's not an option. And so I also am really frustrated with people that are on social media that are calling this, you know, oh, American Sharia law. No, it is, you don't have to degrade um, the, the the characteristics or uh, other other commandments in other religions in order to just call this what it is. It's Christian fundamentalism. It is not Christian fundamentalism masquerading as the Taliban or masquerading as a, no, it is just white evangelical Christian fundamentalism that now has leaders on the Supreme Court in the heads of state and was once one, you know, the president of the United States. So these comparisons piss me off as well, because it then then takes away the evil and the cruelty that has always been the foundation for these radical right wing conservatives. Um, and I, And I just have to say that this one two punch that Texas is delivering a a a the the handmade tale down to the the women of Texas and then also this the the assault on voting rights this is not an accident this is not an accident this was all done in coordination it is a coordinated attack against American civil liberties. And we, if we don't start talking about it like this, then we are going to continue to be caught off guard and shocked at North Dakota, uh, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, Louis, like all of these places that have Republican governors and the copycat effect. One of the things that the folks on the right would talk about in this moment is what about the unborn? That's who we're standing up for. That's who we care about. They don't seem to care much about the unborn after they're born. Right? I mean, you know, they're you know they're certainly not uh, you know trying to help them after they're born, which I would think is perhaps more important um, with safety net programs and uh, you know early childhood public education and you know, things that help them live. But, you know, Mark Lamont Hill had a really interesting Instagram post that really was illuminating for me. It's a long quote, I won't read the whole thing, from a pastor in Birmingham, Alabama, who says, the unborn are a convenient group of people to advocate for. They never make demands of you. They are morally uncomplicated. They don't resent your condescension or complain that you are not politically correct. They don't ask you to question patriarchy. They don't need money, education, or child care. They don't bring racial, cultural, and religious baggage you don't like. They allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. And when they're born, you can forget about them because they cease to be unborn. 
and there's more to it than that but yes like the unborn are this great group of people for them to fight for because it seems morally powerful and they never ask anything of you as opposed to black or brown or trans or immigrant people you know or gay Mm -hmm. people or women or Mm -hmm. you know groups that might turn around and say hey you could do more you know you could challenge patriarchy you could actually be a better advocate defunding police whatever it might be the unborn well, so you in, in in speaking for the unborn, however, you are traveling over the mother and saying, "I know better for you than you know." One of the statistics about abortion that always I come back to: most women who seek abortions are mothers. Yep. So they know what it will entail. If they have this baby, they know what they are capable of in terms of a household that can support X number of children. It, they're not, it's not some cheap form of birth control. We don't need to force the teenager to having the baby because they're immature. These are mostly mothers who are saying, I do not have any more resources, perhaps spiritually, perhaps emotionally, financially, to take care of another child in the fashion that I'm taking care of whatever number of children I already have. So planned parenthood is critical. This show is. From the New Yorker staff writer, Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now, wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us 
a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now, until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. And when you go back to what you said at the beginning, which is, you know, Republicans are not interested in providing American families with any type of care. Like, let's be incredibly clear about that, right? To that pastor's point, it is very convenient to have a to have a community that doesn't speak, that doesn't like, that doesn't have a face, that doesn't have anything that you actually need to care about. Because if you cared about life, if you care, if you were really pro-life, then how are we having the same people that are cheering a a, a ban on abortion at six weeks and then also protesting in front of your kid's school to make sure that your children is that children are not provided masks and and are able to stay safe in a global health pandemic. How are you at once like saying, oh, I am pro-life, but then saying, oh, no, we're not going to do anything about assault rifles that are killing our kids because there are mass shootings every other day at high schools across this country. Instead, we advocate for bulletproof backpacks like this this entire radical right is full of hypocritical bullshit. Like they are fucking liars and they use the Bible every single time. And we allow them to do that. We allow them to create policies called religious freedom that is just grounded in discrimination and bias, right? And patriarchy and sexism. And we allow them to say like, oh no, I'm on the side of God, but you don't give a fuck about the poor. You don't give a fuck about American families. If you cared so much about kids, why were you voting against extending the child tax credit? If you care so much about kids, like why don't you invest in public schools? Like you, why wouldn't you make pre-K universal? Right. Like here are the things that Democrats have been doing and trying to champion for generations and Republicans have fought against. But yet somehow they get to wear the moniker as being the party of family values because we let them get away with that bullshit. No, there there's definitely that attempt to be the party of family values, that attempt to be the superior party of patriotism, of morality. I saw an interesting uh, comment this week which we already knew, but nobody had put it quite this succinctly for me. The majority of Republicans are white people and the majority of white people vote Republican. Now, obviously that leaves out, you know, millions of people who don't vote, but I I wouldn't necessarily assume that they would just not vote Republican. Um, The sense of superiority, morally, geographically, economically, racially, that is so critical to the very meaning of whiteness for so many people mm-hmm. uh, who, who are white, who call themselves white, is such a cancer on this country because it leads them to say others must be oppressed. We must be speaking on behalf of others. We must be putting others in their place. We have a major problem in that we have a group of 
superior people who are detached from reality, not dealing with facts, not not grounding their politics in any sort of empathy or understanding of others, but standing in judgment of how they think others who are not like them should live their lives, be it not getting an abortion, not uh, living your true self in terms of being the gender you really are, not getting married or having rights if you are gay, not getting you know safety net protections if you are black. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Black, uh, not being able to become American if you are immigrant. They are standing in judgment and acting without empathy for all these sorts of people. And this is the politics that we have to contend with. And the left is not as fully powerful in its defense of all these people. The left is also saying, well, but, you know, we got to stand up for corporations also, right? We talk about empathy, and it's supposed to be a core value of the left, progressivism, of whatever you want to call the Democratic Party. But there's also... (laughs) a pragmatic need to be there for America's corporations. But the right is just so suffused with superiority and whiteness and a lack of empathy. And it's, it's gross and it is destructive to the fabric of what this country is about. You know, I, I think that, too often the problem with folks on the left and the and the problem with democrats is that we take all of the actions that republicans place on this country in a silo right like we'll look at voting rights over here but not see its connection to the the anti-choice movement then we won't see the connection to the anti-immigrant movement to then the desire to roll back voting rights right like we don't we don't see these things as the connection and we don't make the connection for the public and i think that the problem here is that we are in probably one of the most cruel times that I I have ever seen. And Republicans have done some serious hot shit throughout like the decades. But what is transpiring right now, I think is some of the most disgusting and vile 
policies that we have ever seen, where we are literally like this is a party, folks, that not a couple of months, not a couple of years ago, put children in cages. The pro-life, pro-child party, as women are coming to this country seeking asylum, put their children in cages and ripped children that were breastfeeding from their mothers, right? But then they want to turn around and tell a, a, a woman in the United States, oh, you can't have abortion. You can't have autonomy. You can't have these things. The children in cages, um, and not just the children in cages, but the thousands of families that were separated, and there was so little competence in the agency that separated those families that they don't know where the parents and children went. And in many cases, those two groups will never be reunited. Those children have been placed elsewhere. They don't know how to get in touch with their parents. Parents don't know how to get in touch with the kids. They will ne They literally broke thousands of immigrant families. This is one of the, perhaps the most horrendous, despicable, immoral part of the Trump presidency. But it's a stain on the right. Whoever was the Republican president at that time could have and probably would have done the same thing. Um, because they were, the cruelty was the point and being cruel right. to immigrants was critical to winning the Republican primary in 2016 and, and now still. But we don't even have to go so far as that. Just what you alluded to before, we are going to not allow you to mandate masks in school. Whatever the school says, not good enough. We don't care what the school says. We are telling you, you cannot make the kids wear masks. Even if the school says, this is better for us, this is safer for us. No, you cannot tell them that. But you can also not get... I've had this discussion several times recently online. Folks saying, you know, I mean, I'm initiating it. Like, it's my body. It's your body, your choice when it's masks and vaccines, but not abortion. Yep. Come on. Which is this bizarre sort of thing. And some have tried to turn it back on me. I'm like, well, you know, you want it to be her body, her choice. So I can't, I can't. Well, I mean, like, obviously her choice with what to do with her life and her reproductive system and whether or not she is able to deal with another child in her family has nothing to do with you. Whether or not you get vaxxed, whether or not you wear a mask determines the spread of this thing, which continues to have an impact on our economy. So even you in Texas, even you in California are having an impact on me in New York or me in Florida, wherever. You are impact, and there is a direct correlation between low vaccination rates and high hospitalization rates, and high vaccination rates and low hospitalization rates. The time for folks to say, The jury's still out. I need more research. I need more answers. It's over. We have seen it. You are you just. Here's the thing, too, Torre, that I find really troubling again, and I think that this is a problem with messaging, and I think that this is a problem that is fundamentally like the Achilles heel of the Democratic Party, which is this, is that like when 
Republicans are talking about liberty and justice, and they're talking about now they're wanting to co-op language around bodily autonomy so that they can have the right not to wear a mask so that they then have the right to spread a deadly virus in their homes, around their communities, throughout their state and what have you. Republicans want the right to oppress They want the right to harm. They want the ability to be cruel. In everything, every fucking case that we have seen as of late come either go to the Supreme Court or Circuit Court or Federal Court, what have you, is the same fucking thing. We talked, you know, I I talked about this on Woke AF. There was a, a teacher that just got the right in Loudoun County in Virginia to not use a trans student's proper pronouns, right? The pronouns that they are saying that they want used. This teacher took that case to the highest court in Virginia to be able to dictate how they would like to address that student, literally taking away that student, that child's autonomy, right? And their ability to dictate how they can show up. They won that. The teacher used religious freedom to be able to say, I will not refer to them by any other pronoun than I deem they should be called. Right. So there's, I mean, like, and then that is the right to harm. That is the right to invoke trauma and bullying, right. Against this student because of your religious liberty. Right. We then we turn around and we use religious liberty to deny people access to the bathroom, to deny people abortions. And we say like, oh, it's, it, you know, they're killing life. They're doing these things. But you see, when I get an abortion in my in my home, in my community, it doesn't affect anybody else around me. You not wearing a mask and deciding to spit, cough, right. talk, you know, do whatever is affecting every fucking body. Well, if you don't want to get the vaccine, uh, okay. But then there has to be a sacrifice somewhere else. You have to stay at home. You can't have it all. You can't have no vaccine. And I want to just be out in the club, at the events, at work, what ha- Like, you've made a choice. I don't want the vaccine. Whatever reason, then quarantine yourself and stay away from the rest of society. How can you say, I demand both? I mean, I, you know, I applaud New York City for making. Uh, vaccine mandatory pretty much for entering almost anywhere, any restaurant, any store, any gym, you know, you have to prove that you were vaccinated. I've been going to the U S open. You got to show them that you were vaccinated just to even get in. right. There should not be a section for the unvaccinated. They should not be able to go. I've been to a bunch of events lately. Michael Che comedy, only vaccinated Louis CK only vaccinated right i'm going to another comedy show in november only vaccinated people but it's not just these medical issues the folks on the right the white people who would stand in judgment of the rest of the country want to protect their dwindling numerical power because they know that the 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 superiority of whiteness is dwindling the numbers are shrinking as the years go on by limiting the number of people who can vote and that they believe will protect their power and so voter id has been a huge thing for them for many years but even more restrictive anti-voting voting registration 
laws and strictures coming into play. It's really disgusting how they are twisting and bending the political process to protect white power. But what's even more disgusting to me is the lack of will on Democrats' side to do anything about it. Where the fuck is Merrick Garland's Justice Department? Right? Like, we're honestly, like, this is the question that I'm seeing legal scholars ask over and over again. You know, I think it was um, somebody who said, oh, it was, I think, believe it was Lawrence Tribe, which is like a famed, you know, famed uh, legal scholar who is saying, you know, there are provisions that are available within the law, within the Constitution, in order for Merrick Garland and others to be able to protect the right of a woman to choose, to protect what the Constitution has laid out. And again, there there is nothing. Again, we see nothing. He said this, uh, Lawrence Tribe said this, the Texas abortion ban SB8 violates the right not only of women under Roe v. Wade, but of all for all of Texans, right? And he's saying, a Republican form of government. Article 4, Section 4, says that to take care faithfully to execute, the U.S. must act decisively. Decisively, he's saying, with the law. You can act. You have the Constitution on your side, right? To be able to say, no, you cannot decide to cherry pick. Roe v. Wade is, is okay in New York, and it's a federal law, but it's not okay in Texas and not okay in Tennessee. That's not how it fucking works. And people are asking, well, does Merrick Garland know these things? Well, one would think so. He was made the the attorney general of the United States, and yet there's no fucking action. How are all of these things happening with a Democratic president and a Democratic Congress, and then you want to tell people that all they need to do is show up and vote? How? Hmm. The current state of the Supreme Court scares the shit out of me. Because this is just one of the many things that we're going to see out of them that are making that are going to make us pull our hair out and wonder if we're still actually in America. Um, on gay rights, on civil rights, on abortion rights, on gun control, on all sorts of things. Um, and 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 it is clear that the Republicans in the Senate will go to war to prevent the number on the Supreme Court from changing because they've gone to war over replacing a, a, a conservative appointee with another, right? And replacing a potential liberal appointee with a conservative appointee. They have not yet faced the situation of a conservative appointee dying or, God forbid, retiring and being replaced by a Joe Biden. When that day comes, they will absolutely go to war and not allow. I mean, like, I, I, I don't see why we wouldn't have a two or three year vacancy on the court. When they're saying, no, we refuse to participate. We refuse to allow anyone to get onto the court. And, you know, Chuck Schumer and the Dems are clearly not playing the game the same way. So how would we ever catch up on the Supreme Court? 
how will that not be something that they can use to attack democracy for quite a long time? Yeah, I, I don't know. But here's the thing. We're running out of time, right? We have midterm elections where it is very likely that we're going to lose the House and the Senate, right? So we're, you know, I, I, this administration is running out of time. This Congress is running out of time. And unless they want to act as if we are at war, because that is exactly what Texas has done. They declared war on the American people. The Supreme Court has declared war on our democracy, and it's going to be up to the rest of us to decide how far we are willing to go to preserve what little rights we have left. Well, well, thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I am highly depressed. (laughs) I'm Danielle Moody. Uh, and the bearer of reality. We'll be back next week from an undisclosed location (laughs) in Gilead because the stormtroopers will have appeared to take all the liberals away. Yeah, hopefully they won't take our podcast equipment, so here's hoping.